0: You, my Lord, even so. Even so. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Even so. Come, Lord Jesus, come, even so, come and take your bride away, how my soul. Even so, come Lord Jesus, come. Spirit of living Christ, we thank you for your presence in this room. We thank you that you have ordained this hour to bring us as a prophetic people into to another place in you. We thank you that what you are building in the lives of these, this prophetic company, will help to establish that with your purpose for the next hour and season of this ministry. We thank you for your hand of grace and mercy that is upon us. We thank you, Lord, that your word is alive and it is able to bring forth transformation in every heart. And we ask tonight, Lord God, that you'll give us instruction that will help us to embrace this next place and this next season in the prophetic. We thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing in the lives of those who hear God, who understand his will, and who are aligned with his intention. Now, Father, we ask that you'll breathe upon this hour, breathe upon this moment and help us to come into that which you have purpose for this hour. Thank you for opening the eyes of this prophetic company. Thank you for increasing your spirit in the midst of this prophetic company. We thank you, Lord God, for galvanizing this prophetic company such as never before. Now, Father, even as there are differences in the prophetic, even as Ezekiel and and Jeremiah, and even as Agabus and Philip's daughters all operated in different veins and different realms of the prophetic. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ that you'll birth in this company prophetic distinction. We thank you that you're removing everything that would cause this prophetic company to not flow as one voice, flow in one spirit. We believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that what you have purposed for this hour will not only establish us as a people, but will be part of what you use to establish this nation. And Father, work through our lines of instruction today to give us grace and hope in Jesus' name. Tonight for a few moments, I wanna give you what I feel the Lord put in my heart to share tonight. And that is that we're entering into a time of prophetic distinction, prophetic distinction. One of the things that we have to abate from the process, especially in the prophetic in this house, is prophetic distortion. The Lord is moving us into prophetic distinction, and he's clarifying it. Everything that the Lord is doing is starting to crystallize in our midst, and he is removing prophetic distortion. You know, before I came tonight, I sat down on my couch and I was, I decided I was gonna take a little nap before I came tonight. Didn't amount to much of a nap. But when I began to drift off and sleep, I saw a bunch of mountains. There's a bunch of mountains all around me, and at the top of each one of those mountains, there were individuals all in white, and they were waving white flags. And one of the things that the Lord began to speak to me about that vision when I was on my way here is that in this house, there's, there's an elevation that is taking place in the prophetic, but that elevation is coming through surrender that elevation is coming through, surrender. As the prophetic company of this house begins to surrender even more to the Lord, then it, it is as if the Lord is bringing, it, it, bringing you into another dimension, mountains, spirits, spheres of influence. The Lord is giving your voice credibility, credibility and distinction. He's removing all distortion, He's removing everything that serves to distract, he's removing everything that divides, and he's bringing us into prophetic distinction. Hosea chapter 12, verse 13, says something that's so powerful, and I hope every prophetic person in this atmosphere will pay attention to it. It says in Hosea 12:13, and by a prophet the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt and by a prophet was he preserved. Two things that the Lord is using the prophetic voice in this hour to do. We have to understand the severity of the hour that we're living in, the climate that we're living in. The prophetic voice should not only bring forth deliverance, but it should bring forth preservation. And just as the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt through a prophet, And just as the the nation was preserved through a prophet, it's important that every person that truly understands the realm of the prophetic, the implications of the prophetic in this hour, realize that God is using you as an instrument of deliverance and preservation. And that means that you have to know and understand the mind of the spirit. That means that you have to stand upon the watch and really discern the seasons and the times and know what the spirit of the Lord is doing in this hour of not only the nation, but in this hour of the church. In Acts chapter 21, I want to highlight something that I felt I needed to share tonight as well. Acts chapter 21, verses 4 through 14. It says, And finding disciples, we tarried there seven days. Who said to Paul through the Spirit, that he should not go up to Jerusalem. Notice, the disciples said to Paul through the Spirit that he should not go up to Jerusalem. The disciples said that. And what this was, was one of the revelations' gift, revelation gifts. This was not prophecy, this was not the prophetic, but it was one of the revelations. That's why the Bible says that the disciples said through the Spirit, that Paul should not go up to Jerusalem and when he had accomplished those days we departed and went our way and they all brought us on our way and wives and children till we were out of the city and we kneeled on the shore and when we had taken our leave one of another we took we took ship and returned home again and when we had finished our course from Tyre and came to Ptolemaeus and saluted the brethren and abode with them one day. And the next day, they that were of Paul's company departed and came to Caesarea. And we entered into the house of Philip the evangelist, which was one of the seven who abode with him. And the same man had four daughters, virgins, which did prophesy. So the first thing we see in this chapter, this chapter is replete with prophetic expression. We see in verse four, that through the Spirit, there was a revelation about Paul's journey that was given by disciples of the Lord. This was through the revelation gifts, the gifts of the Spirit. Then we see in verse 9 that there were multiples of prophet or prophetic people who prophesied. This represents a prophetic company. And as we continue to go down, as we tarried there many days, there came down from Judea a certain prophet named Agabus. Agabus. And when he was come unto us, he took Paul's girdle. He didn't know Paul. He took Paul's girdle in his own hands and his feet and says, Thus said the Holy Ghost, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owns this girdle and should deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. And when we heard these things, both we and they of that place besought him not to go up to Jerusalem. So verse 4 we see the revelation gift through the disciples. Verse nine, we see the multiples of prophets, different kind of prophetic people in prophetic company. Verse 10, we see the ascension gift of the prophet in the person of Agabus, who foretell, foretold future events with clarity and with distinction. Now in Acts chapter 22, the next chapter, verse five, acts twenty two five it says also as also the high priest oh I'm sorry acts 22, 25, 22, 25. and as they bound him Paul with thongs, Paul said unto the centurion that stood by, It is unlawful for you to scourge a man that is a Roman and is uncondemned. Now the point I'm making is that in verse 25 of chapter 22, the word that the prophet, the ascension gift prophet, the prophet Agabus spoke, came to pass exactly as he declared it. So that word was confirmed and it was confirmed immediately. Not only did he say that Paul was going to be bound, but he also said that Paul was going to be handed over and would end up with the Gentiles. Acts chapter 28, verse 31, uh, 30 and 31, and Paul dwelt there two years in his own hired house, and he received all that came unto him, and and preaching, actually I want to go up before that, verse, 20, verse 28, be it known therefore unto you that the salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles, and they will hear it. And when he had said these words, the Jews departed and had great reasoning among themselves. And Paul dwelt there two whole years in his own hired house and received all that came unto him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with confidence, no man forbidding him now there's a trail here I want you to notice in the prophetic there's a purpose I'm, I'm follow- I am I'm. want you to follow this because we gotta have prophetic distinction in the house we can't have prophetic distortion there are times in the prophetic when it is again there are times in the prophetic realm of this prophetic dimension when in chapter 21 verse 4 God is speaking through the disciples by the Holy Spirit this is one of the revelation gifts verse 9 There is plurality of prophets or multiple in the prophetic company. Verse 10, we see the ascension gift, which is Agabus, who is a prophet, who declared exactly what would happen to Paul, exactly the circumstances of Paul's life and exactly the outcome. One chapter 22, that revelation was confirmed. Chapter 28, Paul ends up exactly with the Gentiles. Now, why am I saying that? Because one of the things that the Lord put on my heart to declare tonight was that this would also be a season of prophetic yield, prophetic yield. And what I mean by that, that the sum of a, the, the, that we come to a place where the sum of a prophecy adding up and measuring up to produce what God said is made visible more readily. You know, one of the easiest things it is for this prophetic company to do is to prophesy over babies during dedication. Cause we got 20 years or so before we ever see anything that's said come to pass. 20 years or so. But I believe one of the demands that God is placing upon the prophetic company in this house is to hear what God is saying. To come into clarity, to process the ability to hear clearly and know decisively the voice of the Lord. To speak right out of the mind and mouth of God. To come to another place of accuracy to know the purpose, proper timing, and intention of prophetic revelation. To develop sensitivity to the times that we're living in to, the, and, to protect, and to possess critical instructions for the church and for the nation. And to come to another place of depth. That is to be able to come into greater depth of self. A crucifixion of presumption, the flesh, and vanity. So Father, even now, we thank you right now that you are working in this atmosphere. You're working within the framework of this prophetic company. Father, not only to bring us into prophetic distinction, but to cleanse all prophetic distortion, to cleanse everything that brings distraction in the prophetic in this house, to cleanse every level of division in the prophetic. We thank you, Father, that the prophetic voice is nothing less than your mouth, It is nothing less than your heart and your mouth and your will being revealed through the instrument that you have chosen and set aside for your purpose. So in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we submit unto you this prophetic company. And we ask in the name of the Lord God that there will be none among us who would just utter vain words. Father, we thank you that the prophetic is not on display. We thank you that there is no showmanship. There is no one-upmanship. But Father, only that which proceeds from the very heart and mouth of God will be uttered by the prophetic company. We declare it to be so in Jesus' name.